This podcast is Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon About Us here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. This show is dedicated to all things insecure, and we are moving right along with season four. We're on episode six, which means we only have a couple episodes left, which makes me sad. Uh, this title was this this episode was titled "Low Key Done," and as usual, got the whole crew, the whole crew assembled, Voltron like. We got Shanice, Janae, Corey, and Jabri, and I'm Panama. What's going on, everybody? What up, what up? What's up, man? So it is time for our vaunted weekly Lawrence Hive oh, report. Yeah, and for we two go. weeks in a row, Corey completely has to make something up. So, <laughs> Corey, well, look, take it away. Man, look, I got I need to rant right now, man. Like, I'm so disappointed in the show's direction. We were going in the right direction. You know, my dog Lawrence was a main character, and he has not appeared in the last two freaking episodes. We have not seen his face. At least last week, they made mention of him. Uh, this week, we only think we had a mention of him, unless I missed it. Uh, so I don't like the direction it's going. The show trying to hold strong brothers down, um, and they need some brothers in the writing room, apparently. So I'm going to write some emails or something, make sure my dog is on the next fucking show because I'm tired of it. I had my blue shirt on, ready to watch the show and everything. <laughs> it's starting to make me mad. I feel like you need to take pictures of yourself in a blue shirt every week just so yeah. people know that the, the Lawrence Hobb love is real. It's real, but shit. But the show ain't giving Lawrence no, no love, man. My dog didn't even get mentioned this week. <laughs> All right. Well, now it is time for the meat of bourbon and bouches, where we have the good, the bad, the insecure. Shanice, the floor is yours. Great. So this episode this week, it was a little different than what we're used to seeing. We saw Issa all by herself for the most part. Um, Boo. Sorry, <laughs> you're I'm a sorry. Did, I, did I come out? I'm sorry. It did because you're a hater. Um, so let's get into it. Let's break down the good. You know, I actually ended up coming up with a lot of good out of this episode. So let's get into it. First things first, the event um, was received very well, um, according to social media, by most of the feedback. You can see people are, you know, complimenting the food, complimenting the the experience. Um, so good for Issa, Just, uh, except for that one random video from that blogger. Um, oh, that was awesome, though. Shannon on the scene, honey. He said niggas gathered. He niggas said gathered <laughs> on a night in South LA. Right, niggas gathered. I was like, yes, that is a website I would love to start. Niggas gather sounds like black people meet. Go ahead, get the, go ahead and get the domain. I might actually do that while you're playing. I'm gonna leave out the I. It'll just be N G G A S gather, and we'll see if that gets through network censors. That was a quick turnaround for someone who didn't have a YouTube channel to start with, though. So okay. good for her for getting it up. And she got her um. She got her uh, broadcaster voice down. It was just hood. Yeah. You know, like she was very professional with the way she was just saying very ignorant yeah. stuff. It was mm-hmm. awesome. I loved it. Yeah. So um, that was nice to see that people people received the event. Well, hopefully that will lead to, um, you know, more things that Issa can do in the future. People are already rocking with her. So great for her. Two thumbs up. Um, also good is that while she hasn't been able to really enjoy the success of the event, it seems like she was kind of down on herself. She did take some time to focus on herself and do things that she wanted to do. You know, she went out, bought some wine, and she went to the wine tasting, paint and sip 
met some new friends. So that was all nice. She wasn't really, you know, wallowing in her sorrows this episode. So that was good to see. Yeah, self-care Sunday is now a solo mission. So she got to find something to do to to occupy her time. So I appreciate her, you know, still making self-care Sunday a thing. Um, now that, of course, you know, Molly is, is no longer part of the equation, at least for now. Yeah, it did seem like a nice chill day. Is that the kind of thing that y'all would do by yourselves, though? Like, if you would just go to the the, the, the painting place and uh, and paint things? What do you call a painting place? Studio. Uh, studio. The studio, yes. Yeah. To the studio and just paint by yourself? With a jug of wine? A jug of wine. What'd you say, Janae? I thought the at first I didn't know it was wine. I thought it was like Taylor Port at first. I was like, oh, sis, oh that is the no. good Carlo Rossi. You don't know about Carlo Rossi in that big jug? Oh, oh yeah, I do now. Yeah. I do, <laughs> sure. I sure. do not. I didn't either. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I hadn't considered going to a paint tip by myself, but having gone to a paint tip before, I think it is an environment that's, I wouldn't be opposed to doing it by myself. I think it's an environment that lends itself to having yeah. fun with random people. So, okay. Then it can be I good then and not sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it did seem sad. It did seem sad. It was, it was, but I'm also, I don't, I'm with you, Jabir. I was curious. I don't mind going to the movies by myself. I've done that plenty of times. I actually do it all the time because my wife is not is a fall asleep in the movie type person and also mm-hmm. a need to find out what's going to happen at the end of the movie yeah, while the movie's is. going on. So, <laughs> right. So, right. So I just go by myself most of the time. Um, but I know everybody ain't able. So, yeah. You know. Also, by the way, uh, Niggers Gather and NiggersGather.com are both available. Did I hear that hard R? Damn. Yeah. You know, it sounded like that. NiggersGathered and NiggersGather.com okay. are both available. And they're dirt cheap. Like, I am actually going to buy these. By the time we get off this this episode recording, I will probably own both of those uh, websites. I'm not playing. Well, oh, sidebar. Since we're talking about niggas and nigga shit... Did Issa have on Coogee shorts while she was cleaning her house? Oh no, man. I don't know. I, I don't think Coogee should exist. <laughs> she some she shit. couldn't even afford $140 some dollars at the checkout. Why would she be rocking actual Because she'd been ripping her clothes, remember? And she'd be get, buying them and taking them back. But to awesome. clean it? I don't know. <laughs> that would be real risky. And maybe she had a little collection from Mama or something. Who knows? Issa she got that from the Sloss and Swap meet. Okay. Issa is always together. Well, I was just right. like, you know, I might have my eyes may have, I might have been tripping, but when they did like a little close up, I thought I saw like the knit. I was like, oh, are those knit? Are those coochie? Like it was just like a. Real quick, like I think they was just striped. Probably not coochie. <laughs> they was just colorfully striped. Yeah, that's okay. that's we'll my guess. That. But they were probably in real life, probably mad expensive, colorfully striped. I don't. I I I didn't get the coochie vibe. I in real life, I was like, those are probably mad expensive. That is <laughs> that is what I thought. As most things probably are on the show. Right, I'm, I'm looking at them now. I don't think they coochie. No, they could be. No, I don't think so though. <laughs> Not enough, not enough uh, frayed, uh, yeah. uh, frayed fabric. Yeah. <laughs> not not Coogee, Coogee adjacent, you know. 
It was a quick flash. I didn't get it. I, I didn't get a good one. Fuji. Fuji. This shit is Fuji. This shit is Fuji. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the pajama. Okay. Next. Um, so, all right. Zoom past all that. Um, we see that Issa is still casually communicating with Nathan, which I think is a good thing. It seems like a really um, casual, no expectations type of situation where they're just checking in on each other, you know, as friends. And Slash I, waste I, of time. What, I mean, what, the fuck are, what, are, what are we doing here? I don't know. Is Why that what are we not allowed to just be Why cool? can't they be friends? I mean, I don't know. I hear different things from women. So is that what that's what we could do now? <laughs> Guys could just be friends with the chicks. I don't oh know. Tell me. God. I don't know where you. I don't know. Do guys get to have female friends? Did we just friends? I don't know. Is that a thing? Well, we're talking about two different things here. I don't know. Help me. I'm not gonna get into this with you, Corey. <laughs> Corey be okay. baiting us. I'm saying that if, if I was if I was calling Easter talking about like, yo, that's just my friend, I feel y'all wouldn't feel the same way. Well, that's because they haven't arrived at a situation where they either one of them feels like they're more than that. So that's why that wouldn't be a problem. But are they wasting time though? If neither one of them is I trying to go anywhere. So. No, we don't know that. Nobody asked nobody out on a date. Nobody trying to push this forward. Like we just making small talk. Now most chicks consider that wasting time. To be yeah. fair, to be fair, okay. yesterday on the show was the first time they've seen each other since exactly. like whenever. Like this is just the day after the the block the party. Block party. Uh, the block sure. party was the first time they'd seen each other in months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still getting reacclimated, and Issa even mentioned that you know with all that stuff that happened at the block party, it wasn't the way that she really wanted to like you know get reintroduced and you know kind of you know reconnect with Nathan. So, I mean, I think they're moving at exactly the pace that they need to be moving at right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. So one of the things I thought was interesting, again, um, I feel like in this season we're noticing Issa be a lot more direct and straightforward um, in her interactions with people. Um, So, again, another apology to Nathan um, for being, I guess, for... I guess she didn't want to feel like she was using or didn't want to make him feel like she was using him. So she issued the apology, I guess, to avoid any type of awkwardness that he may have felt um, based on the shit show that happened at the end of the block party. Um, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was important to note that that she made that um, straightforward, direct apology to him. And that's not something we usually see her do. Yeah, it seemed like that was just the kind of mood she was in. Like, She's really taking what Molly said to her and really was trying to turn it over in her head and see if she believed it about herself. Like, mm-hmm. was she a user or could she stand to be more of a giver? And so she wanted to make sure she checked in with Nathan and make sure he didn't feel used. And, you know, as we saw her try to do good deeds all day, you know, that's something that was heavy on her mind. She was trying to not be who Molly says she is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Deep, profound. Real deep, real deep. <laughs> it is. All right. So um again, we got to see Issa's mom again uh this season. I mean this episode. Um I always love to see uh Tasha Mack on my screen. What was her name Piggy. on Steve Harvey Show? Piggy. Uh, Piggy, yeah. What, what was her name? What was, Principal what was name? Principal Regina Greer. Regina, that's right. Piggy. Okay, yeah. Piggy. <laughs> It was good to see her. I think she does a good job with Issa's mom, but what was even better to see was Issa show us a lot more vulnerability. Um, we saw her cry, like, kind of break down, and it all came down to her mom um, 
basically kind of building her back up, letting her know that she was proud of her and that she admired her for all of the things that she is talented in and passionate about because Ita was expressing that she felt all over the place and directionless. And that's probably in comparison to her friends, but her mom really kind of, um, you know, was there for her and hyped her up. Like, I don't think I've seen anybody really do for her. I don't really think I've seen her be that vulnerable with anybody else either, though. So it was nice to see. And yeah, actually, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just wanted to add that the conversation with her mother, actually, it seems like it catapulted her into a better place to be able to receive the success she was getting about the event. So that was also nice to see as well. Go, Issa. Celebrate your success, girl. Yeah, and I was going to say, I get the feeling that this conversation really kind of represented just like the evolution of their relationship because you notice she didn't tell her mom about the block party. And I think maybe that was just kind of like, you know, feeling insecure about like, is this thing going to flop? Like, and you you don't want to disappoint your parents. You don't know if they're going to be judgy. Like, you really just want to make it seem like you're doing, you're doing okay. And I don't know that Issa really felt that way about herself in that moment. But I think when she got the positive reinforcement from her mom and also just, you know, you kind of perceive your parents as like these all knowing people that had it all together when you were a kid. And you realize that like your parents were just winging it just like you are, because Issa was like, you know, I'm 30. When you were my age, you had a husband and two kids and this, that and the third. And her mom was like, y'all with some mistakes. <laughs> like, I didn't plan on this, but they figured it out. And given Issa the encouragement, they're like, OK, and you will figure it out, too, I think is what Issa needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to say something? Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that that those kind of conversations with your parents are always interesting because mm-hmm. when my father was so my daughter was born when I was twenty nine. At twenty nine, my dad had four kids, and mm-hmm. I think like I, I remember thinking, how in the world could like twenty nine seem so much younger when you're twenty nine than it does when you're like, yeah, you know. 10. 14 if you're 15 years old 29 seems like you're almost dead like you're like <laughs> one heart attack away from dying and the world is over but most of us i mean everybody here we've all learned that you know 30 really isn't old no late 20s really isn't old even though it seems like it so thinking about where your parents were it was a different time number one but where your parents were in life versus where you are at the same age you know, it's like, man, what were you doing? How were you 29 with four kids? Like, yeah. bruh, what, yeah. what, what were you doing with your life? Because at 29, right. my one, I was like, wow, I can't go out anymore. Yeah. No more clubbing. I mean, it's not true, but it was just like, I, I kept thinking about all the things I wasn't going to be able to do. And I'm like, man, you, I had one, you had four and you were taking care of us. Like you were present. Like, you know, it was it was just interesting watching people have those kind of conversations with parents about where you were at life when your parents were at the same age and mm-hmm. and realizing how different generationally that is. But trying to put myself in their shoes and thinking about how much more responsibility our parents typically had at that point. It was just interesting yeah. for me just listening to that combo. It, it definitely resonated with me because with Issa being 30, I'm 30. You know, think if I put my mom in the same position, my mom was 25 when she had me. She was 30 by the time she had my brother was married, had a husband, had a house. And like, meanwhile, me, I'm still, you know, trying to be out on U Street at the day party. Like, it's just a completely different 
it's just a completely different, you know, like you said, the generational difference and just where we are in life. And I mean, even just the type of support that we have and, and the networks that we have and the things that are available to us and, and, and just the way that the world looks and the way that the world operates kind of facilitates a different type of experience than our parents had. So yeah. I think that it's not always, you know, an equivalent comparison to make. Right. Yeah. Um, I can see how y'all got some good out of the conversation. It seemed like, uh, <laughs> like uh, Issa left the conversation feeling better than when she came in. But I saw this completely differently. It was like, I understand how she ends up in a friendship with Molly because her mom is just like Molly. Her mom, like she, did, she didn't tell her mom about the block party. You know why? Because her mom be shitting on things. That's why she didn't even tell her about the block party. She said that uh, the time I overheard you saying, telling people that I got my hands in too many jars or too, in too many pots. And mom tried to play that shit off with, oh, I was just saying you good at a lot of things. And that's bullshit. Nobody said that you got your hands in too many pots when they're trying to give you a compliment. You know how you tell that somebody's good at a lot of things? You say, Issa's good at a lot of things. <laughs> that's how you do that. You don't say Issa got her hand in too many pots. That is not how that works. That's not how English works or language or whatever. So my thing is, I feel like I got more insight into how she ends up so close to Molly because she's used to relationships like this where you can't like be completely honest about the good things in your life because mom gonna shit on it or Molly gonna shit on it. And that's just, I feel like, unfortunately, that's Issa's conditioning. She got those kind of people close to her. Interesting. I can see that. And I can I can see how you're making like the the Molly connection. I think that it I don't I think that when you get older you start to realize the way that you feel about people are more reflections of yourself. And I think that if Molly's mom um, if if Issa's mom is like Molly, she's more of an evolved version of Molly. Whereas maybe she was hypercritical like that, but maybe at this point in her life, she's realizing that it was it actually is because she had some admiration and she's come to terms with that, what, what it really was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was like, well, I should have been giving you a compliment when I was saying X, Y, Z. It's like, now I'm realizing that the reason why I was saying that to you is because I admired you. Yeah, That's how I, I wished I could have done the same thing. I wish I had this type of freedom, you know, when I was your age. And I think parents looking at their kids, you know, initially, it's kind of like a scary thing because you don't want them to fail. So a lot of times you might try to deter them from it. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. But I think that, you know, as you see your kids come into their own, I think, you know, they kind of loosen up the reins a little bit and be like, you know what, it's okay, you're going to fail, you'll figure it out. And I think the bottom line is like, at this point, I just need to be there for you and let you know that whatever happens like this, I, I love you unconditionally, you have my unconditional support. And so that's why I was like, I feel like it's an evolution of the relationship, because I think Issa realizes that her mom isn't as judgmental and isn't as not receptive to what Issa's doing as Issa initially thought she was and maybe she can let down that wall a little bit more and be a little bit more open with her mom yeah I think I'll take it that way too I get what you're saying Jabri now that you say it I I get that I also think maybe it's a turning point you know for everybody like Janae saying like it's Issa's going a different direction now she's being more assertive taking more agency on her own her mother's kind of having that come to Jesus moment where she's realizing, you know, that, hey, maybe I actually, you know, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you as a realized potential for me, maybe. Like, I'm starting to see 
myself. I'm starting to see who I could have been through you, which I think a lot of parents probably do. You know, we, we want our kids to do all the things we never got a chance to do. Um, and then you start seeing that stuff. So, you know, I'm going to try to look at it from a positive end. Sure. But I do, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, now that you say that, I can see how East could be conditioned to find people like that because that's who she's been around. And even if it wasn't intentional, that's what what she was used to. And therefore, that's how she, that's the, the easiest relationship to fall into with a best friend who basically gives you that. Right. And where somebody else would have been turned off by that type of uh, personality trait, Issa doesn't mind it because that's how she grew up with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely see the positive aspects. I do think she came out of it better than when she came in. And the negative stuff that I mentioned, all that stuff was past tense. Like, you know, the uh, handing too many pots, that was past tense. Not telling her about the block party, that's kind of past tense based on who she has been, not necessarily who she is now. So right. this might be, you know, the beginning of a new great relationship with her mom. So. And I'd also point out that when she was down and out, like the one place that she knew she could go was to her mom. And she got there and she got the support that she needed. She Something was wrong. Mama always knows. She's like, come here, let me give you a hug. And Issa finally felt like she could release that, you know, just that energy that she had been having. She finally broke down. I don't think we've ever seen Issa break down like that either. And the fact that she did feel comfortable enough to do it with her mom, I think, is a testament that their relationship hasn't been all bad or hasn't been this, you know, all tense, all tumultuous type thing, she still does feel a sense of comfort and protection with mom. Because, I mean, everybody needs a hug from their mama sometimes. Question, though. Where did y'all think she was going? I thought she was going to Lawrence's house. I thought, I thought she was going, going to Lawrence's house. I was fucking mad, dude. I was going to be so pissed. I thought she was going to Lawrence's house, too. I thought she was going to, <laughs> I thought she was going to Nathan. I thought she was going to Nathan's house. I did. Yeah, see, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Lawrence was the security blanket. Yeah. I just I was like, there, there she goes. Like, Nathan was like, just hit me at, at the <laughs> end of the conversation. And so I definitely thought that was going to be the hit me up moment when she was like, are yeah. you busy? Yeah. Mom was cool. I, I was I was glad to see she was at her mom's house. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, seemed like where she space. needed to be. Yep. Yeah. And, and so speaking of Issa kind of having that moment where she expressed that she didn't really feel like she had anything together, it was kind of a different story when she was at the bar with the um, girls that she had met at the paint and zip and they were kind of asking her what do you do and she had this whole it seemed like she was kind of getting into an idea of having to give herself a title and she's kind of you know what does she say a, a cultural curator and while I mean I what that means. <laughs> dude you know exactly what that means I'm, I'm a cultural curator I'm a cultural curator what I was going to say is that can have different meanings not on your resume like, cultural curator you're a hater. <laughs> I know. I actually know people whose entire life literally is just curating cultural exhibits. I don't know how they get paid for this. Like brands literally pay them to just say, "Hey, put here's fifteen thousand dollars. Go put go put ten Puma shoes in a room that looks dope that people want to come stand in." And experiential marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it happens. All I, I I get. It. I know so many people whose literal jobs are effectively cultural curation. Like, yeah, it's dope. I love, I love that. DC is like a hotbed for that type of stuff. Like, I imagine yeah. Atlanta, New York, are like that too—just pure hotbeds of folks who don't seem to have jobs, <laughs> but always have an event that they're putting on that is sponsored by Smirnoff <laughs> <laughs> or Absolute, Absolute, or Heineken. Heineken is the mo Heineken is the A one number one 
cultural <laughs> curator check. Are they? Dude, <laughs> like, everybody, if you ever everybody, go back everybody, everybody again, here I'll has been attention. to a Heineken room. Everybody here has been to a Heineken event. Everybody. Probably so. We have sure. all been to free Heineken events. Maybe. It happens all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was dope. I thought her cultural curator, I thought it was cool how she talked her self into who she was right. like she's think like she a- got asked what she does and she decided that's what she does but she had to talk her way into what that actually meant and she came out on the other side with a job description mm-hmm. and now that she has a job description she an, elevated, an, ele- an elevated job description or job sure. title rather title job title yeah i mean she should have just went like look i'm an event planner i plan events that's what i do like i, I was fine that's not what she does though. That, though yeah i don't think she's an event planner for real like well it's the only it's the first event she's planned um but i mean i guess we could call it that like, see, what else I, would you see i i think there's a i think there's a difference between planning an event and curating an experience so to speak yeah like the the block party was more of an experience than just an event like you can you could be an event planner and set up something at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, it's no diss or nothing like that, but like that could be your lane, right? Like this is what I do. Now it's an experience set of thing, but this was about creating a black experience for yeah. people in the neighborhood. Like this was a very specific a cultural experience. Yeah, it was. It was very a much more cultural was, experience. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And okay. I also think that saying that you're the planner kind of means that you are just more so handling the logistics, and it wasn't necessarily your ideas and your. Um, yeah. your strategy and I think that that falls more on like who will be the curator like what is this event who's coming to it what are we going to have here and nobody calls the event planner the plug the yeah. cultural curator is but the she plug she also yeah. is not the plug though she's not the plug <laughs> so she also is not they the don't know plug. that they don't know she that. had to find a plug or this shit wouldn't even went off <laughs> she is not nah, the plug no nah, but being the plug means that you know the other plugs you know the individual <laughs> plug nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah no no absolutely Andrew's the plug Andrew, Andrew's that, the plug no, you know Andrew Andrew <laughs> is a means to turning on the light <laughs> there are lots of plugs. Listen, sometimes you're the person that knows everybody else to call for certain That's things. True. That makes you the plug. You are the person. Every, listen, I know a million people who do a million different things. If I need something, if I need a person to come to an event, I know who I can call for that. Like I agree. my wife, the plug. My wife knows everybody wife who does everything. Plug. Your so, wife is yeah. the plug. But exactly. I, don't think, I don't I don't think Issa is the plug yet. She's, she's, yeah. she's a plug apprentice. She's a prospect. <laughs> it was a bike game. Yeah. It was a bike club. She's a prospect. I was definitely gonna make that comparison, Panama, because with your wife, she does know everybody. And I think people think that because I know your wife, that I'm the plug. I am not the plug. And I am more than happy telling people that. I'm like, mm. I'm not the plug. I know the plug, mm. but that's not me. And I think there is a there is a difference. But I mean, I think there is some value in being able to connect somebody with the actual plug. So I, I, I get that. I mean, and, and then She's even the cord. Okay, that, got you. Well, sure. To, to be somebody who can successfully put people in touch with the things yeah. that they're trying to do is a, it's a, it's a skill set based on experience and relationships. Like, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what the plug is. Being a plug yeah. is somebody who has the relationships yeah. to get X, Y, Z done. And she has the ability to get there, but she she's not quite she's, she's not quite trainer. the plug yet. She's the plug in now. Plug Molly's gonna make Andrew being one of her relationships difficult. That Very is hard. not so her Rock Nation lane does not exist. But when you're talking to out of towners who have no idea what's going on, 
and they call you the plug, I don't know that I would say I'm not the plug. I might be like, yeah, I <laughs> might like, be yeah, the that's plug. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I but I was saying Once you take on that title, the only logical thing that happens next is somebody asks you for some shit that you need to deliver on because now you're the plug, right? Yeah. But listen, if they would, you know, if somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Like, if somebody asks you the question, yes, I am the plug. No, because right. next I'm going to ask you to do some shit. Next I'm going to ask you, yeah. But, but in situation, everybody's the plug, though. If you know the plug, then everybody's the plug. East is not the plug. East is plug adjacent. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> plug just like you said. But everybody can't be the plug. It's just because everybody's you know okay. the plug. She, she's the power the strip. And she's the surge protector. She's a search protector. Everybody search plug. Protector. She got, she plug into her. Got gotcha. you. All right, there you go. Is what you I have to boo this metaphor. So it all can run. I got to take it my time to boo this metaphor. Boo, boo to that metaphor. <laughs> like, but I'm not wrong. Condola, Condola ended up being a plug. Andrew ends up being a plug. She got all these, all these, and, and she pulled all the plugs together to put together the big mm, event. Okay. And she's, I mean, she, she's closer to being got the, lit up because yeah. all the plugs were plugged into the search protection. And she's closer to being the plug now because now that she's been the person over this event, all those vendors and all of those people, like they know her name now. So she can reach out to those people again. Like she's developed some sort of history and relationship with those people. Mm-hmm. So I think she's more plug adjacent post block party than she was pre block right. party. And you know and why? So hopefully because she walks niggas into gathered. Yeah. Niggas okay. gathered in you South LA. <laughs> they gathered and nobody <laughs> got shot. Nobody got shot. <laughs> they gathered. All right, so we have concluded that Issa is not the plug, but she's plug adjacent. So now we can head on <laughs> over to the bat. Um, so despite uh, Mirror Bitches vehemently um, disagreeing with Issa on doing these activities, um, Issa decided that she wanted to attempt being a good Samaritan um, everywhere that she went. This particular one, Self Care Sunday, um, we saw her in the grocery store trying to help out a pregnant woman. The woman ran it up, um, and Issa could not afford it um, on any of her cards. Um, and then, and then we meet we meet George. Now, the Are we in the bad why, section. Is, this, is the bad, this is the bad section. Okay, I just make sure. In the bad and okay. I so I enjoy George. George was a hoop, right? He was a great part of the show. But George would have had to get out. Oh, George yeah. George would have had to go. Early. Listen, George had the quotables, man. You're going to get a nigga to help, then help the nigga. Like, I was like, yes. My nah, man. The nigga, he got in there complaining about the temperature and shit. Like, hey, bro, just step yeah, outside no, for a second. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a furnace in here. Split the difference. Yeah, like, he could have got out. Step outside for a and second. considering where was George going? George was reuniting <laughs> with, with apparently family. a long lost son. <laughs> yeah, on La Brea somewhere. Who knows? Uninvited. 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 Right. She yeah, was no. like, "Wait, wait, where, where are you trying to go? You want me to give you <laughs> that address? You can plug it in there so the government can know." <laughs> nah, just drive north yeah. on La Brea. Yeah. Like this nigga right here, boy. Yeah. He was yeah. loved him. Brent Jennings. Shouts out to Brent Jennings. So in real life, this would obviously be a terrible idea. Women should not be giving anyone uh, rides at all. Anytime. If you do not know them, do not. I don't care how. My man gave you the red flag up front. He was like, I ain't going to hit women, but I'll slap a bitch. I'm like, wow, really? (laughs) At that time, you should hit the gas pedal. (laughs) Right. At that point, I'm out. Like, you know what? You're saying women shouldn't do it. Dudes don't do this either. This This is bad. I felt bad for George because the bus ain't have to leave him like that. 
It was a very fucked it's up. It's the new week. one coming every ten minutes. That's <laughs> he the same. He did look mad you know? vulnerable. First off, we don't know if George don't have a relationship with that bus driver who drove off without <laughs> him. George <laughs> could be. George could you be the what? dude. Based on his personality, it's highly likely George cussed out that bus driver just yesterday. George said right behind the bus driver and tell him it's hot. It's hot in here. Can you turn on the damn AC? Y'all stupid. So one of the things I noticed um, when Issa was dealing with George, um, she and Mirror Bitch had a little confrontation where Mirror Bitch told her, you can leave right now. And she was like, I can't. He needs me. So I think we kind of we, we kind of touched on it earlier, but it seems like Asa is going on this whole crusade to feel needed. And um, I think Jab- it was Jabri who said that she's trying to she's trying to reverse what Molly said to her about being a user. So she's trying to be the opposite of a user by um, being needed being by all these people, being a helper. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to give. She's trying to be a giver. <laughs> it's not her yeah. forte though. She she doesn't know where she don't know her giving strengths. Nah, you can you cannot offer to pay for somebody's groceries if you know that your debit card is is not. She also didn't be. expect it to be a hundred. First off, there's no reason that should have been the the, the yeah. biggest cost was, was the jug of the wine. The big the biggest cost had to be the jug of wine. Whatever. And Carlo Rossi cost like ten dollars, so it wasn't that. Yeah. That I little thing it was toilet paper. paper. Nah, this should have been that much. Well, did she have formula? She ain't no, she's pregnant. She was pregnant. <laughs> just, just, I, I looked in the basket the second time I watched it, and I didn't see anything that looked like it was going to add up to a hundred and some, a hundred and forty, fifty-four, whatever it was. But you know, but yeah, she's just, she's just not good at being a helper. She's a, she has the right heart for it. She don't have the right um, resources at this yeah. point to be I the helper. She wanted to feel like she has something to offer. I think she she didn't wasn't really confident in that, but she just wanted to feel. Like she has something to offer. Well, that was yeah. nice of her. Good for her. Nice. I mean, you know, that was nice. She <laughs> gave a girl perspective. She gave a girl perspective that some people have it worse than you do. Okay. <laughs> that, I uh, that, was that was the perspective she got. That was, she was like, "You gave me the gift of perspective." Because she's like, "This just got sad." Yeah. And, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna head just out. Go. Right. Yeah. So. There was that. So, you know, I I started off this section of the show pretty excited because they gave a shout out to the good Pretty Girl County uh, on the hey. show. And, you know, we never get shout outs. Corey is touching up his face right now. And what I don't understand Pretty why. Girl County? Where the fuck is that at? Gorgeous Prince George's. Stop Where it. you live, Corey? I live in Prince George's County. I ain't oh, seen okay. So you know exactly where you live. Mongooses and termites <laughs> over here. <laughs> I just went for a walk 30 minutes ago. I ain't seen shit. Oh <laughs> What's real funny is I saw on social media, somebody's like, it's a real good week for PG County because we're getting shout outs on Insecure and that's something in the water dock. And that dock wasn't even that good. Yeah, the dock wasn't even that good. It could have been better. Should have been better. Oh, though, though, I learned that Michael Beasley cannot speak without, without cursing. <laughs> I gotta watch that doc tonight. I thought it was good. I thought it, it was very nostalgic for me. Exactly. It was places that I grew up, places that I, I just experiences that I, I share. So to see something like that on 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 Showtime uh was just was really you, neat to me. That's cool. I, I ain't trying to take nothing away, but PG County being in style, that's new. 
That's like that's brand new. That's like that. That's <laughs> are we doing this right now? Are we doing this? Well, particularly like in this context, right, where they're out of town, they out in L.A. and they're going to make a point to say, you know, such and such is from PG County. Like that's that's new. You got to admit that that's 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 not something that you would normally do. You just say I'm from D.C. Just like people from outside of Detroit say they're from Detroit outside of Houston, you say from Houston because ain't no point of, of, of giving the name of the county that nobody's heard of. Right. You're just going to have to explain that it's, well, oh, it's, sure. it's by D.C. They gonna be like, huh? and so I'm, I'm glad you say that because for so many people act like they don't understand why people do that. It's like, oh, y'all want to be from DC? Like, no, no one's trying to claim yeah. your city. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not. Right. It's just, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be from DC. It's just that if I, for example, I didn't, I didn't know until college that people knew what PG was. Exactly. And so just going to school I in did. Baltimore, I did. Exactly. From my experience, if you say, if you go out of town and you say, oh, I'm from Maryland, which I have no problem being from Maryland, but if you say I'm from Maryland, they're going to say, oh, Baltimore. And it's like, in order to better explain the region (laughs) that you're from, you need to just say DC so that you understand, like, no, it's different. It's a different region. And my point is nobody ever wants to have that nuanced conversation about it. It's not that people aren't proud of PG or don't want to rep PG, but it's for all of the reasons that Shawnice just mentioned. Our metropolitan city just so happens to not be in our state. It's not Baltimore. It's not Annapolis. We're literally a part of the D.C. metropolitan area. So when we go other places, it is just easier for us to say D.C. When I travel with my girls, especially my girls that live in D.C., when we go out, we from D.C. We all flew out of D.C.A., nigga, we from D.C. Fuck it. So, (laughs) like, at the end of the day. But if we get into a deeper conversation, I'm not just going to be like, deny, deny, deny. I'm not from Maryland. No, I have no problem saying I'm from Maryland. I'm from PG. I love being from PG. But... Yeah. I do agree that it's newer though. Well, it's not that new. I think when the DC area became the DMV, when I was in college, it was the, the, the DC Met Club. Like it was always DC centric. It was DC. I bet now in Atlanta, it's the DMV Club. Like it's probably the DMV Club as opposed to the DC Metropolitan Club where everybody else from out of town is just like, oh, it's just DC. Like we don't understand how. And when we were, in, when I was in college, Virginia was just like a completely excommunicated place. Like, I didn't know that Alexandria was pretty much closer than Mitchellville, but people from Alexandria yeah. were less cool than people from, from, <laughs> from, it was like a hierarchy. Like, you from DC, then PG was cooler, then Montgomery County, then Virginia just didn't count. But, you know, but now the DMV is a whole thing. So people know it as the DC area. And I think, so I think now Maryland is the, the cool points have, moved up the ladder it's not on the same page obviously it's dc but i don't think that i see in, that's, in the that's show, the weird what, thing what, what's what's clear in the show is that whoever wrote this whoever's in the writer's room that was, that was right that was pg standing up for themselves right she made a point yeah, of saying that she's from yeah. pg the pretty girl county thing so clearly it was a counter to whatever they've been hearing and I, you know, I know DC natives can be annoying and divisive about that type of thing. They don't want to hear that you, you saying you're from DC if you're not. You know, people hate the term DMV. They feel like people are freeloading off the DC name and trading on DC name. But <laughs> and like, what, 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 like what? I mean, listen, I'm personally not that snobbish. I mean, there is a there is a separation, but you know, I'm not that snobbish. I consider like if you're inside the Beltway, that's pretty much DC. Um, I have no problem, you know with a DMV term or whatever, but it was clear that she made a point to say, oh, no, no, I'm from PG County. And that was new. 
That's what I'm telling yeah. you. I agree. That's what I'm and saying. I, and I'm going to go ahead and shout out Kenzie. Kenzie uh, graduated with me uh, at Howard, and she's one of the writers on Insecure, who also happens to be from PG. And I noticed there that the go. girl from PG was also named Kenzie. So I saw, we said, oh. I said, a few of my Howard classmates, we were like, oh, yeah, I can see uh, fingerprints all over this episode. And she played the cashier at the grocery store. So uh, shout out to you, Kenzie. Um, thank you for putting Pretty Girl County on the map. We appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate for all of for all all the all the conversation that we've had. I appreciated the shout out because at least now people can say they've heard of, of Prince George's County. No, they can't. All they heard was Pretty Girl County. She didn't say well, Prince George's. She, 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 she said PG. She said well, she said I PG mean, County, Pretty Girl County. Well, yeah, I don't PG think she said Prince whether George's. or not she didn't say Prince George's. Oh. I'm just saying she, people can say they've heard of PG County because the distinction was made. So yeah. fair enough. I it, it, it. it probably it'll be interesting to see if people are like, "What the hell is PG County?" It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if that had any if anybody had asked that question on on Twitter or anything like that. Um, yeah. Maybe overthinking it. Maybe nobody cares that much. Because well, actually, I did see one girl try it and say PG County equals poor girl county with a question mark and oh, sis. That's- they that's don't know anything at all. Oh, that's, <laughs> not, that's not true. No. Should have done your research. Uh, <laughs> Though so, Kevin Durant tried to do that in, in the dock. He's he like, well, inside like the beltway. From inside the beltway, it's very different than outside the beltway. Inside the beltway, you poor. Awesome. I mean, well, I mean, so, okay. So also quiet as his cap, Kevin Durant went to my middle school as well. He actually sure did go to Walker Mill Middle School. Uh, yes, he did. He was your year. Um, yeah. But... So, and where we went to middle school, it wasn't like, you know, the Prince George's County that's portrayed to the world. It's Capitol Heights, Maryland. It's, you know, it's, it's an element over there. So, I mean, there are definitely, you know, different, different sides. Is that a white term? What? It's an element over there? What the fuck is that? <laughs> She said it's an element over there. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's an element yeah, over there. Yeah. What kind yeah, of yeah. elements? Carbon? You know, I, Shut your mouth. I will Sorry. never forget <laughs> when um, when Kevin Durant did his speech about um, you know his MVP speech, and he said, "I'm from a little town in Prince. George. I'm, a, I'm from a little town in Prince George's, Maryland." I was like, "Little town of Prince George's, Maryland. Have more people than DC." But you know, it's it does play better to call it a little town. I think he meant to say a little town called Seat Pleasant or a little town in PG County. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but everybody need a struggle story and make it sound better. So if you, if you don't have a struggle story, you don't you know this life. Stop. If you don't think people have heard of PG, you know people ain't heard of Seat Pleasant. People ain't heard of right. none of that. So that's and that's another reason why we got to rep the whole county because don't nobody care about Seat Pleasant, Oxon Hill, Temple Hills. All of these little municipalities. That's like, not true. That's not true. I'm you know what these things Externally, externally, externally. No, no, no. I was going to say Cat Williams put Iverson Mall on the map. He sure and, did. And, <laughs> um, that, I mean, I don't, he didn't shout out Temple Hills. Right. But, you know, but what I'm saying is, if I go Mall. somewhere and I say I'm from Temple Hills, that means absolutely nothing to anybody. Absolutely and then nothing. you got to go, you have to go even further. And maybe they might have heard of PG, but I'm I'm certain, even if you talk about Iverson Mall and you talk about this in Temple Hills, somebody's going to be like, where? So you, you still have to, PG is still the more recognizable term. True that. True that. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to you for putting PG County on the map. Well, well, the one, let me just say my last, my last gripe. Um, I didn't appreciate the accents or lack thereof. Did I say that already? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. 
I didn't, was, I didn't. That's how y'all talk. What are you talking about? What? No, what they. No, 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 no. They didn't have any accents at all. They sounded like regular California girls. Like Cali Price still had her Cali accent. I was just not appreciate. They threw she that one Merlin. random. That, it, it was they not executed. Intentional Merlin. It was not executed well at all. It was. It was placed. It was not organic. It didn't feel organic to me. It felt. It Merlin just organic. Roll off the tongue. I know several women from or people from PG County who don't have any kind of accent whatsoever. Now there are people who have distinct, very yeah. distinct, like super country Maryland um, accents, but they got the Mer- they got the Merlin right. They got the Mer- uh, they just needed one of the girls' name to be Erica or something like that. That's all they needed. <laughs> That's all they needed to really to really complete the murder. That's what they really needed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just hit Shawnee's. No, I just wanted to feel at home for a second. I just, it just didn't take me there. I didn't I didn't appreciate it. It took me there. I was like, oh, look. Another, like, Mer- oh, another PG home. termite. Look at him. I'm not a termite. <laughs> I would just like to say that neither myself or Janae are termites. Okay? Listen, don't be disrespecting uh, the, place from whence you, uh, the place from whence you came, uh, Corey. <laughs> My bad, so rude. You know you love us. Don't do you us know, like that. I do, I do, I do. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Now we're gonna talk about that racist ass term you made. Talk about the element later. That's an, that's another. That is not racist. Oh yeah, that's that's Donald Trumpish right there. Oh my god, it's an element. It's a little bit. It's an element over there. All right, that's so Trump, Trump speak. A couple more things about that about that bar interaction. So they also, I feel like they could have let Issa in on the dining dash if it was part of their little game. Like why did they have to do her like definitely. that? Definitely. Yeah, they that was bad people. That was bad people. That's where she went wrong, trying to trying to big dog it, saying that she had the yeah. the plug and everything. They thought they wasn't even uh, screwing her over that badly. Yeah, I was going to say she made herself vulnerable to the to get gooped like that because she made it seem like it wasn't going to be, you know, it wasn't no thing. She the plug, so she got it like that. Not Look, knowing her as an adult, you can't be out here making new friends randomly. I'm sorry, you just don't do it. I don't. Okay. You just no new friends as adults. I don't meet new people and wow. go kick it with them. It's not happening. I, don't Corey, I didn't, you, I didn't I don't know you me. like two, three years ago. I, but if I saw you on the street, I would not just go have <laughs> lunch with you. <laughs> right now, I would because we have a relationship. But I don't make, I don't go out and make new friends. I don't be like, oh, what boy you going to? Let me roll. No, on, on accident. <laughs> I mean, she definitely could have rolled after the sip and paint for sure. But I mean, yeah. I think she was on this, especially given that her and Molly are, you know on the outs. Her and Condola's friendship has disintegrated at this point and Issa's feeling really isolated. I think that she really was just kind of looking for some companionship and like, oh, maybe I can, you know, just meet some new homegirls, enjoy my little, you know, Sunday afternoon, meet some new friends, go out to the bar, kiki, and, and keep it pushing. And it just didn't, you know, work it. As things for Issa tend to do, it just it just didn't work out the way that yeah. she planned. And you shouldn't expect to have to what happened to happen anyway. Like it was, yeah. you got got by some bad people. Like that, they were just bad people. You run that risk when you make your new friends, though. <laughs> Another small note. Um, I I don't I don't know how I feel about the 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 talking while you're tinkling. Why why are we talking in the stalls? That was nasty. That- <laughs> like it's it, it, that was a lot of conversation. Like it's lot. one thing to like no. they had the water splash sounds like and everything. Homegirl too. Like they, they're not even tight like that. Like Corey so, is so bothered. 
the water splash sounds and shit, that was too much. I was like, no, we, don't, we don't need to hear the yeah. water. We can imagine. It was a lot for me. It was but the thing about me. it is people do this. Like, okay, so when I, like maybe two jobs ago, I worked at a utility company and the president of the utility company, um, she, I, I admired her. Like she was like bomb, like a black woman, like beautiful, always dressed nice, whatever. But I will always see her in the bathroom because we worked on the same floor. And she will always talk to me when she peed. So no go. No and I'm go. like, yo, like, it's, like I feel it's even worse it. if you a dude. Because imagine the dudes in the stall trying to have conversations with you. Like it's extra personal moments, and dudes just <laughs> always yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's just always not bad. cool. Nah, nigga, that's a it's me too. Cool. Nah, that's not cool at all, man. You need to get you need to get HR involved in this anytime this happens to you. Times up. <laughs> men are in more of a vulnerable state because I feel like typically there's no like at least there's no like barrier or anything in the bathroom. Yeah, you, I mean, you really just yeah. gotta keep it in your own little square. Ain't no communication. Like we we came in here. We we out. No. So yeah. There's just no but, reason for this. I don't know why anybody thinks it's okay. Like <laughs> your parents don't teach you that. Like your parents your parents don't say, listen, it's okay to talk to people in stalls. Nobody I don't know if people have that conversation. I'm gonna have that conversation with my kids. I'm like, listen, don't you all need to people. understand this. This is important social decorum. <laughs> when you are in a bathroom, you do not, you, do, you listen, y'all can talk when you get out. You yes. can talk at the sink. Talk at the yes. sink. We can you talk at the sink. Listen, everybody is, is, is owed the right <laughs> to utilize the facilities in peace. In peace. That's the conversation I'm going to have. Yeah. I, you know, that's a good one. <laughs> Okay, so that's all I have for the bad. So let's, you know, let's address the elephant in the room for the insecure. Um, Molly and Issa have not spoken um, with good reason. Um, I'm not sure if Molly is actively avoid. I mean, if Issa is actively avoiding Molly or she just really just not concerned with her because she has so many other things going on. Um, and we noticed that Issa run, what, kind of runs into Molly at, towards the end of the episode. Um, and she doesn't go inside of the restaurant because she sees Molly there. So there's this whole kind of active ignoring or avoiding or whatever is going on. What do, what do, you, what do y'all think is going on with Issa, at least? Well, she seems like she's just waiting for Molly to take the first step. Like, she just wants Molly to to initiate it. Not, I don't even think she's avoiding her. I think she, she sounds like she'd be willing to have a convo, but she's not going to initiate it. Yeah, I think she's definitely concerned with Molly because, I mean, even throughout the episode, every time her phone rings, like, she's looking at it. I think she wants it to be Molly, but I think she's just resolved that she, like Corey said, she's not going to be the one to initiate the conversation. And like I said on our last podcast, like, I don't blame her. I would not reach out to her. Don't call her. And I know what Kelly's trying to do. She don't want to see the friend group break up. But, like, I don't, I I get why Molly is, I'm sorry, why Issa is, is like, standing firm on this and it does not want to be the one to reach out to Molly because Molly was the one who showed her behind. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I can certainly understand why Issa wouldn't want to go in and see Molly. I mean, because uh, one thing is, they might have to fight. <laughs> like, like, based on how things left, they really, they might have to fight now. That's true. Especially, and if I walk in there and like, and you don't have anything to say for yourself, or you start talking crazy and you trying to like be defend mad. what you did, like now I'm gonna be really upset. And so, 
Yeah, that may not even be the best place generally to even have that conversation. And Molly's sitting at the bar looking like everything's cool. She chilling on her phone at that. Like you couldn't, you you looking at your phone, but you really not about to text me all day, girl. Yeah, no, I that would have annoyed me in that moment too. And Issa had just smoked her little blunt. She got the munchies. Like I'm not. This is not the time. <laughs> right, right. She wants to eat the opium food. That's yeah, what she's like, to, no, she's we're not doing this right now. <laughs> what was interesting to me was Issa didn't see Red when she saw her. No, she got to the door. She looked in the door, saw her, and kind of did a little math. Like you know what, I don't even it's want not- it. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, if somebody did that to me and I genuinely cared enough, I would be 38 hot. Like, I'm going in. Like, we're going we're gonna to go in and probably fight. We're going to go in <laughs> gonna fight. and have that conversation. Like, it's, you might, you might, it might be worth punching on site. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to prove a point. But she didn't yeah. do that. She literally just looked, saw her and was like, eh, I'm yeah. just going to go somewhere else. Then. I'm, I'm, I don't even want it. You and know, like, she that- didn't. That kind of gives me the, the the feeling like maybe there really is an I'm over it with her moment. Like that was the last straw because this is still raw. It's the next day. Like she yeah. and she did not see red. Like she was so mad. Like Molly put her fingers in her face and everything. It's the next day. She's she's had all these cathartic moments of whatever. She'd have been up and down, had a cry with her mama. And then she sees one of the main sticking points from this old season that she might be moving on from. And she's like, you know what? I can just take a right instead of going this way. I can just go elsewhere. So I thought that was a moment of, I don't know, I wouldn't call that growth, but she had a, she, she thought through, she had a realization and thought through it and decided better of dealing with it. And just like, I'm just not there anymore. I'm moving on. I mean, the episode is called Low Key Done. So maybe she. You're right. It is. Low Key Done. So maybe she's low or key. High done. key. High, high key. key done. <laughs> okay, well, that is all I have for the good, the bad, and the insecure for Low Key Done. We're not going to talk about Kelly, like uh, Kelly's role in, in trying to play Peacemaker. And did anybody have any thoughts on that? Or. Um, I had some thoughts because I don't. I, I didn't understand why Kelly was coming so hard at Issa to be the one to call Molly. I mean, she said she was also giving Molly the same energy, but I just, I don't understand why Molly and Issa should be receiving equal energy about this. The mistake is Issa picked up the phone. That's why Issa getting the energy. <laughs> right. Like, like Issa right. doesn't pick up the phone. Um, so, I mean, look, I can speak on this a little bit. It's familiar. Uh, anybody who's been through something similar knows this. Like, your friends, your friends just want everything to be squashed. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take the time to figure out who's right. It don't really matter. They're going to say, what's wrong with y'all? You know, like, like, like it's both of y'all. Mm-hmm. That's just what they're going to do. Even when there's a clear instigator, like this case with Molly. I found that all real, all, that was all very, um, very realistic. And kudos to the writers for that. Um, your friends going to try to stay neutral, even mm-hmm. if it forces them to make false equivalences. Like, yeah. like, Kelly don't mind if it's Issa who apologizes. She don't care. She don't but see, that's where it becomes selfish, though. That's where it becomes selfish because are do you want me to do you want me and Molly to make up because it makes you uncomfortable? Because you clearly oh saw God. that Molly was the aggressor in the situation and she needs to apologize to me. So who is it benefiting right now for you to call me and, and egg me on to apologize to Molly other than yourself because you just want it to be done because you're uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just human nature, though. And I mean, to the extent that Kelly 
possibly has been giving the same energy to Issa and Molly. Clearly, Molly hasn't apologized yet either. So if I'm Issa, like, I'm definitely not about to be the one to apologize first, especially feeling like I'm the one that was wrong. And Molly, apparently even hearing this from another one of our mutual friends, still doesn't feel inclined to say nothing. Like, nah, we can be done. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, everything y'all said, y'all said is right. I think Kelly... Kelly's afraid. I mean, she referenced her relationship with Tiffany and she said they almost didn't come back from, from yeah. their issue. So you're right. She's Kelly's just like, listen, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get ahead of this thing and not let it fester and sit in the background or whatever. Y'all need to jump on this right now and address it and hopefully get to the other end of it in the place where I think y'all should be. But you know, I don't know that on the from the outside in, I just don't see any way, shape, or form where 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 Issa needs to be the one to pick up the phone and make that call to try to like humble herself. Like exactly. there's no problem to being yeah, a bigger person that. in this. Right. Like you don't you don't need that. Like you okay. so, so so sometimes <laughs> so sometimes when you're Issa though, you gotta block out Kelly too. Like not yeah. it's not just Molly, it's Kelly. And not because Kelly's a bad person or anything, it's just not the time for that. It's not you know, it's not the classic definition of toxic because Kelly's not like being negative, but it's kind of toxic though for her to be coming at Issa, suggesting that Issa has has moves to make. Issa doesn't have moves to make. Issa needs to just chill. You know, it's Molly who needs to make some moves and make some efforts, extend some olive branches or whatever. That's on Molly, not on Issa. Yep. So okay, well that was the end of the good, the bad, and the insecure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Bourbon and Bouches. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Bourbon and Bouches on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. I wish I had a looking for Latoya report for y'all. Um, nothing new to develop or nothing new to report, but we're hoping that Every week, we're hoping that we get a new update. We did see, um, I saw that we had a little poster on the bus stop, on the little bus bench, mm-hmm. um, which just kind of attests to how big this Looking for Latoya show is is really going on in L.A. So, you know, I, I, I'm sure we'll get some resolution soon. However, comma, it is now time for our addictions. That is our advice and our predictions for next episode. Um, I can go ahead and start. Um, so it looks like in the little preview in the sneak peek, we might be getting a full Molly episode, um, similar to the Issa one that we got. It looks like her and Andrew are going to be taking a little vacation to Mexico. And so uh, I expect that we'll get to see more about, learn more about Andrew. It looks like his family's there. Um Maybe we'll get to know a little bit more about his sister. I've been curious about that ever since that subject was brought up. Like, what what is the deal with his sister? So I'm I'm interested in learning more about Andrew and 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 learning more about you know how Andrew's family may receive Molly and if Molly's gonna you know step on any toes, fuck some shit up. Who knows? Um, and my advice, I'm gonna give some advice to Molly. Like, girl, you better get off your high horse and reach out to Issa if you really want your friend back. Because at this point, if you don't, I, I'm I'm thinking it's pretty much a wrap. I think it's I think it's done. So, make your move, sis. And that is it for me. Who's next? I'll go. I'll jump in here. Uh, my advice is gonna be for Issa, 
uh, while you're figuring out how to get this cultural curator thing off, you might want to go get you a temp job or something because mm, okay. it is not cute being up in a grocery store getting declined for $154. Um, cause I know you still got a car payment. You still lifting all this other stuff. Like you, you might need to, you might need to, to, to stack some dividends. Um, on the prediction side, I predict, I was going to make mention of the next episode that Andrew and Molly end up having a conversation about her and Issa. And I feel like that's either mm. the thing that will break them up. Because she will be mad at him, maybe not while they're on vacation, or whatever. But I feel like we're gonna get like there's gonna have to be a conversation at some point between them two talking about it. Issa talk was talking about it. Probably, I'm assuming she mentioned it to her mom at some point. So Molly's gonna have to mention it to Andrew. They're gonna have to talk about it because effectively she feels somewhere like he crossed the boundary or he he helped her when she didn't want him to. I don't know. There's gonna be a conversation about it them and, and we'll see what that does for the for all the relationships involved i gotta speak up because y'all are whole ass cheating on y'all predictions looking at the uh previews for next week that's <laughs> <laughs> some whole ass no, to be right fair there. all i said was they're gonna have a conversation they're gonna have to talk about it and since they're since it just so happens that it looks like it's gonna be a molly episode they're gonna have to talk about it but i was gonna predict that Anyway, because oh, Molly word. and Andrew are going to have to talk about it. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't blame me because you decided to cut your joint off before, like, as soon as the credit's on. That's your fault. Them spoilers. Yeah, I don't watch the previews for next Inform predictions. <laughs> Not a spoiler. All right, who's next? I don't know. Uh, I don't... I'm not sure I have any really clear predictions based on this episode. I still think that given this this slow walk that that Molly and Nathan are doing, I, I kind of want to see where that goes. But I'm, I still think that somehow Lawrence is going to like contact Issa and profess his love, and Issa's going to be like, "Nope, I'm talking to Nathan now." I, I don't know why I just think that's going to happen. Um, although I would really like to see Lawrence and Issa together in the end. Um, and my advice for Issa is to just stand your ground and do not call Molly. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I can jump right in because um, so Issa. You know, with all that I said earlier, you know, it's hard to feel like your friends should be on your side, but it's human nature and you got to accept that they're not going to take sides if they can avoid it. So my advice is just to stay strong and do what you know is right. Like, you know, don't call Molly. And my prediction is Nathan related. Um, I think he's putting himself back into consideration for Issa just by being consistent. Like he's around and just being around, that's an improvement for him. So... As long as he's available and reachable, he, he put himself back in the game. The bar is mad <laughs> low for Nathan right now. All right. So, is, it, is it my turn? It's your yes, turn. Yes, sir. Or... Okay. Cool. Uh, my advice is for Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence, if you want to get back on the show, it looks like you got to start fucking Issa. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want it to happen, brother. <laughs> but it looks like they're going to write you smooth about this show if you don't drop that dick off at Issa's house soon. So for that reason and that reason alone, just because I want to see you get your coins, go ahead, smash Issa, man, get back on the goddamn show. Uh, <laughs> my prediction is, uh, I think, uh, I think Nathan gonna try to make a a, a move on on Issa uh, pretty soon and 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 try to take it past the just you know we're friends thing. I think I, I can see that happening 
sometimes. I feel like there's no reason to bring him back if they're just going to be friends. So I think at some point, real soon, he's going to try to make a move to be a lot more than friends. So I think that's going to come up soon. That's me. Well, that was our advictions for uh, episode six, low-key done. Now it's time for our vaunted honorary shot of Bourbon for the person who had the best episode this week. Uh, um, one person in the episode this week. <laughs> true. Well, yes, and only uh, one main character. Yeah, one main character. But uh, yeah, I'm also. I mean, I Issa didn't have a particularly good week or a good episode. Um, she kind of had ups and downs. So, who am I gonna give my shot to? I am gonna give my shot. I I want to give it to George, but George was not a good person. Mm-hmm. I want to, but but he provided me so much entertainment. Um, I don't know. I guess I gotta go to Issa, right? I'm gonna give it. Yeah, not necessarily. Issa, Issa, she's she's exhibiting. She's she's real. She's self actualizing and realizing growth and all this stuff. She's having. She cried on her mama's shoulders. She had the conversation. Like she she recognized through the conversation she's moving into a new season. So I'm going to give her my shot of bourbon because one, she needs it. Number two, okay. because it's a shot It's a shot to grow on. It's one to grow on. So I'm giving my shot for one to grow on. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I too gave my shot to Issa. I look for other candidates because, I mean, the show was so Issa-centric that I, right. I was really looking for somebody else to give it to. I considered Kelly, but Issa clinched it at the end for me when she typed coming soon. Yeah. Because it showed that she was really turning pages and making progress. I needed to see that progress. Like she became the culture curator. My shot is facing. Uh, well, well, look, I refuse. I refuse. I'll go up next. I refuse to give Issa a shot two weeks in a row. I gave her a shot last week, so the shit just ain't happening again. Um, so I'm gonna give my shot uh, to my main man who who offered who brought a lot of comedy to the show. Uh, Willie, that's his name, right, Willie? No, his name is George, but he's <laughs> Willie in and he's Willie in um All American. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. I'll get get my shows. I've been watching too much TV. Uh George. George George bought the laughs, man. That was my favorite part of the show. Uh I ain't think Issa really had a good week. She had a uh she had, you know, a lot of embarrassing moments. So I'm going with George for my shot, man. <laughs> All right. George is an indication that niggas will nig at any age. You gotta have a you gotta have a good good old school character in the show like that, man. I love that. He need to bring him. He need to be a regular. You always want folks to be regulars. Cause I need I need weekly foolishness, not occasional foolishness. I need every week something to look forward to. On that note, I too am going to give my shot to Issa um, for all of the reasons that everybody else mentioned, and and like Jabri mentioned by the end of the episode she had really kind of come into her own and really embracing this new role and this new uh, path that she's, you know, really committing herself to really uh, making the decision to, to stick with this thing and, and, and make it something that, you know, she can be proud of. So I think that, you know, for all of the embarrassing moments that she had in the show, I think for her to finally get to that spot at the end, you know, it was worth it. You know, I, I feel like since whatever I say doesn't matter, um, I I am going to also go with George because I enjoyed him. Exactly. Oh, I could have swung it to George, huh? You could. I, I was, to I was surprised. They can they can share they can share a shot in the car ride to uh, La Brea oh, or to drop him off because he needs a shot too because he about to go uh, uninvited ruin somebody's day. So <laughs> exactly. 
So, all right. Well, that means that Issa wins our shot for today. We can give it to both. They can they can share a shot. Mm-hmm. So clean, 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 clean. Mm-hmm. Clean, clean. You don't need no brown looking. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> for the homies, Issa and George. And that will conclude this episode of Bourbon and Bouches here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. Looking forward to seeing what happens in the future with Issa and Molly. Uh, and Lawrence, because where's Lawrence? I mean, we about to have to do a looking for Lawrence That's episode right. too. Okay. Right. Um, you know, my man is is absent and, and unaccounted for. So in the spirit of blackness, in the spirit of being low-key done, we are finito. Have a black one. All right. I got faith in us. This top tier don't do no basic stuff And you had enough already No more hurt I'm just here to give you all that you deserve Seeing you at your worst I just wanna give you better Might not be your first But I wanna be your forever Baby, you've been searching steady Hurting all I ask is you to come through the night Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right don't think about it, just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time Searching steady, hurting, all I ask is you to come through tonight Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time You are to die for, let's take the high road